Howdy folks, I want to welcome you to another episode of Life Around the Fire. My name is David Utari and I'll be your host today. We are a podcast that is devoted to spiritual growth. And what we mean by spiritual growth is this, growth in our relationship, first and foremost with God, then in our relationships with one another. What I'd like to do today in this episode is continue on with this theme of us growing up before we grow old. And we've been looking into the book of Ephesians as a baseline for that. And we've been hovering around chapters four through six right now because that's really our marching orders, how we go about living out this identity that we have been given in Christ. And today, we have in our studio one of my <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite people of all time, man, Tracy Perez. And Tracy Perez uh, has a variety of things that he has done and is doing, and his resume is as tall as I am, and I'm six foot two, but uh, he's kind of requested that we keep that... Uh, at a, at a minimum, so I'm going to I'm going to respect that. But what he's going to do today is he's going to be speaking on the office of prophet, taken from Ephesians chapter four. And the reason he's going to be sharing on the office of prophet is because there's a purpose behind the various things that God provides, and it goes far beyond it being just a title. There's a function, and there's an unction with the function, and that Tracy, in the area of profit, has some, not just head knowledge to share, but he has some things that really come from the heart of God, and it's meant to equip us. It's meant to equip the body to do certain things, the body of Christ, those who are called out the ecclesia. And so Tracy Perez is uh, invited here to speak on this particular office because he carries some experience in that area as well. But before he does that, Tracy, what I'd like you to do is, if you could please just tell, <coughs> tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing right now and uh, where you're located. And if people need to find you, want to find you on the internet and all that. And also, if they're in Jacksonville, yeah. how, how they go about looking you up, man? Okay, sure. Yes, we are uh, 
My name is Tracy Perez, and we are, uh, our ministry, is a ministry of mine, and my, my wife's and mine, is I Am Sent, I-A-M-S-E-N-T, I Am Sent Ministry, so it's IamSent.org, you can check there for events, uh, updates, story, uh, mission statement, vision, and what have you. We are currently uh, most involved with doing a meeting called, it's called Hopeland Church, and we, we're, we're shifting the name to the Old Way Fellowship based on uh, my son, my son who was diagnosed with severe autism, and it's coming out of that diagnosis. He calls calls the spirit around the old way as we communicate and type, and so we're we're shifting the name of our meeting to the old way fellowship. But it is a meeting for uh, it's a meeting to where I, I should just read it, but families that have special needs, uh, special needs young adults, children, whatever the case, need need a special service sometimes. So we are wanting to provide a special service to where they can come, be included, be honored, be celebrated, and, uh, and also be ministered to. So we meet on the second and fourth Friday of every month, second and fourth Friday at Christ the Messiah Church, where David and I, uh, when we're not out ministering, belong to that church with... Uh, Dr. Ed Bez and Dr. Bill Hurst as the senior leaders, overseers, and we meet at 6.30 on the second and fourth Friday. So that's that's really the, the crux of what we do. My wife and I, we minister in churches uh, most a lot during the month, as it is, leading worship, preaching, what have you, but our main focus now is the second and fourth Friday meetings. And so if they wanted to look you up on that, it's IamSent.org. I am sent. Yes, IamSent.org. Uh-huh. And uh, Tracy has not asked me to share this, but I'm going to. And that is, uh, if you have time, energy, and or money to help out in that cause, I highly encourage you to do that. You would be sowing into a very good ministry. And so with that being said, though, Tracy... Why don't you take us into the Office of Prophet, if you would, please? Yeah, thank you, David. The Office of Prophet. So, uh, yeah, I've been listening to the podcast that you're doing on Fivefold Ministry. So you had Ed, Dr. Ed Bez as apostle, Dr. Bill Hurst, uh, teacher, John, Pastor John Trask, all good friends of ours, David. And, and, it, and it dawned on me that all of these prophesy, all these men, even though you probably you do have people positioned, it's, it's a really good, cool thing you're doing here because I believe you're positioning people. Uh, God is using you as not that you're positioning, but God is kind of pointing out, I guess, pointing out some 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 positional things, I believe. And uh, but all these all of these men prophesy the heart and mind of God, so I found that interesting. And as part of what I believe we're going to talk about today, as far as the as far as the grace gifts, the fivefold ministry gifts of uh, Ephesians four, overlapping a bit. So, uh, you know, uh, and Doctor Ed mentioned are the, that there is a group, there is a, a line of thought. It's called cessationism that says that that the gifts uh, died out with the first apostles. Well, if that's the case, then the prof, pro, prophets had to have died out too, and the teachers and the evangelist, and the pastors. So I don't know that there's much of a case for that, really, but if that's the case, there's what there's, and, and I want to say this, uh, and I like the way Pastor Ed approached it, but in Acts 13, this is, this is a bit into, you know, 
Saul has he's been knocked off the donkey. He's <laughs> been in Arabia learning from Jesus for three years. He's gone up for 14 years back to Damascus. Now he's pulled back by Barnabas into the ministry, right? And he's Saul. In Acts 13, it says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, uh, a pioneering church, certain prophets and teachers, so there we have prophets, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Siren, Manan, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Mm. And having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and they sent them away. Mm. And so there we know we have prophets. And there are many Agabus. We have Agabus. We have we even have women prophets. There, there's so much of that on the internet. There's so much on this office of prophet that, to be looked up that I think we're going to kind of go in different directions. Because they're not that we're, they, they will not go against it much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But the teaching is out there and just avail yourself of it. But what happened here, we know there were prophets, and that's the point. But an even larger point is is that uh, prophecy should be the, the prophetic office, the office of a prophet, just the, the gift of prophecy. But we're, we're not going into the First Corinthians 12 gifts, even though it's hard to separate the two completely. Right. It really is, right. in my opinion, right. is should not should not be to tell you what to do. It should be to tell you who you are. Yeah. Okay? And we've had experience with that, David, just you and I, yeah. with, with people. And uh, to tell you who you are. So prof, the prophetic should not be to tell it, not just, even though it will tell you that from time to time, but primarily it's not meant to tell you what to do. It's meant to tell you who you are. And in Acts 13, you have Barnabas and Saul. Well, after they met with the prophets and had hands laid on them, they left, and a little bit farther down, it's Paul and Barnabas from here on out. So it's Paul and Barnabas from here on out, instead of Barnabas and Saul. So these prophets literally called out Paul's destiny, Saul's destiny as Paul. Amazing. So, which is goes along with what the office of a prophet, I believe, is a, is a, is an important part of that. Now, Jesus will be the model of all our fivefold ministry. We heard Dr. Bill go into that in depth. We heard Pastor Ed. We heard John. Jesus is the model. When Jesus encountered people throughout Jesus' ministry, when he encountered people, there were usually three responses that I found, and I've taught on this. First was conviction. Then there was repentance or restitution. And then their destiny would be revealed. Hmm. Okay. So let's uh, just really quickly, and I think it's worth why? Because we have to. We look at Jesus as the model for all the uh, fivefold ministry. Mm-hmm. He carried all the gifts. He carried all those offices within him within his ministry. So we look at him. So as the prophet, he when he sees Peter, he meets Peter uh, when he's uh, in the boat and the, and the fish hauling in. And Peter's first response is conviction. Whoa, I'm a man. I'm Lord, not me. I'm a sinner, right? Right. And then. Jesus calls him into his destiny. From here on out, you'll be a fisher of men, right? Nathaniel, he's an Israelite under the tree. We, we, we don't know exactly what he was thinking, but whatever it was, Nathaniel, Jesus prophesies a word of knowledge to, to Nathaniel. While you were still under the fig tree, I saw you. So prophets will be seers. I saw you under the fig tree. Nathaniel is like, oh, whoa, whoa you are the Lord, Right? And then Jesus calls out his destiny. 
Now you will start seeing angels. What angels? Just you will see angels ascend and descend. So you're gonna, I'm, you're getting ready to go into a whole other realm of thought. You're already an Israelite without guile, without guile, or deceit. But you're getting ready to go to a whole new destiny. Zacchaeus, the same thing, right? Zacchaeus meets Jesus. Oh, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'll pay back, you know, four times everything I stole. And Jesus calls out. What does he call out to Zacchaeus? You are son of Abraham. Okay? You know, tonight we'll eat with you. Instead of being a tax collector, you know, outlaw and outcast, you're a son of Abraham. So the, I think these are important because the woman at the well, right? Word of knowledge, Jesus comes. And, you know, the woman at the well is interesting, David, because we tend to look at the woman at the well and identify with the woman at the well. Like I've been, you know, we say, well, I've been divorced a couple of times. I've been divorced. Or I've done this and that. And I met Jesus, and and yes, and, you know, saved by grace, and that's true. That is so true, and that's my story. It's our saved, but I believe the church needs to come into a place where, when we read John four, we see it, we identify more with Jesus. I love it. You know, we're using words of knowledge, using the prophetic gift and office as a tool of evangelism, because what would happen there? The destiny called forth there, Samaria. She goes, the whole town goes into revival. Well, we don't know exactly, but three to five years later, Philip, the deacon, right. would go where? The first revival in the New Testament, Samaria. Right, Samaria, right, right, which, right, right. which had been churned. So you're, so you're saying, and I, and I heard you the first time, you're saying that there is a, there, there's an overlapping, there's a primary function, but there, there's an overlapping thing that takes place with the office of prophet, like evangelism. I, I, I believe so. I believe so. I, yeah, I, yeah. Yes. I'll just yeah. say yes. Jesus yeah. carried, Jesus held, held all, his ministry was the fulfillment of all the offices, right? right. So just take the woman at the well, uh, every one of these encounters I just said. So besides that probably being a teaching on its own about encountering the Lord, and what, ha and what our response is, that teaching alone, he used wor a word of knowledge, right? 1 Corinthians 12, words of knowledge, foreseeing. Right. He saw Nathaniel. He, he, he taught. He taught to the woman at the well, right? right. You know, right. There, is, there, there is a time coming, and that time is now. You know, he right. taught on worship in spirit and truth. And then he forth told, so yes, right. And then he evangelized. And the town, it broke out in revival. So right there you have a prophet speaking a word of knowledge, evangelized a woman, you know, married and divorced five times and living with a man. And then you have the evangelism of the whole town being saved and her called into literally into her destiny. So wow. it's, uh, so it, foretelling, F-O-R-E, foretelling and forth telling. Uh, the office of prophet will do both. The prophet, office of prophet, the prophet will speak. What is a prophet? And kind of, and I thought about it, David, why do we really even need to know? <laughs> I had to ask that question way up here in the top of my notes is why do we, because if we're wondering, are we one? Are you one? Is there one in your ministry? Uh, if there is, what would it look like? So I think it's very bad valid uh not i think but uh maybe that's what we can shed some light on here mm -hmm. but a prophet will speak the heart and mind of god 
a prophet will usually, you know, throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, it'll, it'll be a voice be in the heart and mind of God. It's going to be a voice that's going to be calling for justice mm-hmm. and a spiritual sense, a justice type of sense in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. James 1 says, uh, be therefore not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Mm-hmm. That word doers is, is a Greek word, poetasi, and it means a performing poet. Hmm. And I believe there's a correlation between poets and prophets. Hmm. That's a whole different, you know, which would go back to, to William Blake and some studies with Thomas Merton and and, uh, and and Thomas Merton called William Blake, even though some people might get their feathers ruffled. But I believe there is, in the sense of a poet and a prophet, I believe the sensitivity is a sensitivity to, sensitivity to, to the unseen realm. Yeah. Yeah. And by that, to be able to foretell, it can be emotions to be able to, to the heart and mind of God to see somebody suffer, and he'll use a prophet to uh, to call forth what he wants to call forth out of that person. Right. We've seen that ourselves. Right. You know. Right. Very dramatic. Yeah. Very dramatically. Right. And and that, and so where we. Uh, so justice and sense of the prophetic will be. Uh, True religion in James one, right. not only hears of the word, not only hear be doers of the word, not hearers only. And then true religion is, and then the justice issues, orphans and widows, well, whatever the justice issues, human trafficking, uh, abused, you know, depression due to different things. So the prophet will be a voice speaking in into that void. I believe the office and the office of uh, the office of the prophet. How can we delineate that? I don't really like the word office so much. You know, I understand the word office, uh, and it's uh, but the office of prophet will carry this sense of justice. It'll carry this ability to speak the heart and mind of God to a, to a local body, to a regional ecclesia, to a national ecclesia, right? To an international ecclesia, right? How does that happen? Well, they're called grace gifts. Grace. <laughs> right, the effectual grace, the effectual power of God working through a person. Say that again. Grace. The effectual power of God working through a person. Grace. Not because the person drums something up inside of themselves. Exactly. Or that they are a smart person that has political knowledge about events no. and people. It's by grace. Not works, unless any man could boast, you know, grace. And, and grace, is there is an unmerited favor aspect to grace, but that really is a lower common denominator. It's the effectual power of God working through a person. One more time. Which, the, the effectual power of God working through a person, which gives us unmerited favor with the creator of the universe. The so, effectual power of God. Working through a person. Working through a person. Yeah, and these are called the grace gifts. Right, given by Jesus, right? They're called the grace gifts, and so, so I ask, how does this office a prophet? And for me, so this vision, so my experience has been that the revelation I get, and we'll probably go stay experiential here more than, you know, because there's so much out there, uh, and and great scholars and and doc, you know, people that there's a lot out there, and I think we can kind of touch on some other areas, and uh, but my experience has been that the revelation I get. 
so we could call it words for people, whether it's words of knowledge, whether it's forthtelling or foretelling. Uh, the revelation I get and to whom has determined my role more than any church structure or any self-appointment, you know, more than any church being appointed by a church or myself as a prophet. Does that make sense? Explain what you mean by that. Okay. So my experience has been uh, throughout my life, but throughout over the last 30 years, especially as we moved over here 10 years ago, as I get the revelation I get, I as I get God's heart and mind for a person or a body, and I speak it, which it's not always easy for me to do. I've had I've had word <laughs> I've had prophetic words for pastors I knew did not want to hear a prophet. There's been a lot of abuse in the prophetic ministry, especially in the charismatic community. There's been a, a lot of abuse. There are a lot of people that just don't want much to do with it. Okay. But just because there's been abuse doesn't mean there is no use for it. Well, of course not. It's just that, been that, abused. That, no, that and that that we just would need. We just need to grow up. <laughs> you know, we just need to grow. Which is what your podcast is about. Yeah, I, I, we, we I, can't, I, I like the sound of that. Well, to throw everything out. And I don't mean it that way, but to throw. I've just never been one to to look at life that way, or to look at got you know something that we carry from the creator of the universe. But your experience, again, your experience so in delivering experience been, these things. So in delivering these words, and sometimes I would wait weeks, you know, I would I would wrestle with whether I did it because I would know how much they disliked or distrusted the prophetic. I would wrestle for a long time, but finally the and I would give it and it would be accurate. Yeah. It would be life changing. Yeah. And then I would be recognized. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So what my what my experience is my experience has been that the revelation I get and to whom I get it for has determined my role and my sphere of influence. So it could have been a small town in Florida 15 years ago, 20 years ago, then it could move over here and be the state of Florida and farther or Nash, you know what I mean? But that all has come from who I, who God gives me by grace, who He gives me revelation for. Different levels. Does that make sense? The different level. There are different functions. There's a level for there to be something that's given to a person, a group of people, and then that group grows. What yeah. we're going to do, just so just so that those who are listening, we're going to continue on for a few more minutes in this particular episode, but we're going to come back and Boy, we continue so on because we have, <laughs> we have a, a lot, lot more ground so to we cover already 30 minutes. and we're getting close to 30 minutes so that so, it'll give you a chance to go grab a snack, do whatever yeah. you're going to do and, uh, or uh, just uh, hang tight because we're going to come back for another episode, yeah. but continue on. So I want to say, so, I, and I thought I, that was important because I thought, how would I know I have been called a prophet? Okay. I don't necessarily, I don't have, I don't necessarily uh, embrace or uh, not embrace that title. Okay. I am, I embrace, I do it. I do it, but I don't really, the title and, and means not much to me. So I had to ask myself, how, how did that happen? And I just had to say it was not appointed by any church structure or myself. It was appointed by 
God giving me words and to the people that I had that I was that I prophesied to that determined my sphere of influence. They recognized it. Yes, and that and that has determined as that has broadened. So uh, over the last ten years, over the last ten years, I mostly prophesied to leaders. Me personally, even though I prophesied, you know, to you know, we all should be calling out destiny in anybody that's hurting. Encouragement or correction or whatever it would be. Yeah. And uh, instead, the, uh, instead of telling people what to do, telling people who they are. But people shouldn't necessarily go out and get a business card. Uh, yeah. I, you know, there are some cultures that will use apostle and prophet it, it, that I found. So I don't want to be too hard on that. But it for, might, me, I, for yeah. me, I say, yeah, I, I think it's I would rather, you know, let another man's lips exalt. I like that. And I agree with the notion that there are other cultures. There are where, cultures, and we know what we're talking about. Exactly. There are cultures that, that, those, you know, that those apostle, prophet, bishop, that those type of titles are, 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 are valid. I'll just say Absolutely. That. And they recognize within that culture. Absolutely. So but you're good. saying that you didn't go out and get yourself a business card. <clears throat> I didn't. And that's the way I came about it has been experientially through who I profit, who I, who I was told to prophesy to who I prophesied to and where they were. Whether If they were national, then, then it went national. If they were regional, then it went regional. And so the experiential, the experiential dynamic of this, we're beginning to touch in on. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to take a moment right now and just ask you, Tracy, to take a moment together with myself and those listening and, uh, have a word of prayer, and then we're going to come back for part two of this particular office of prophet and the experiential dynamics that go along with that. But Tracy, would you just kind of uh, lead us in that 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 prayer dynamic right now, please? I will. That went by fast, David. That thirty yeah. minutes. Well, we just scratched the surface, didn't we? There's a lot on the internet, folks. So we'll have to do something more in the next thirty minutes. So, Father, thank you for the anointing. So. Yeah. Without your anointing, we can just in, we can inform people. But we need transformation. So, and this anointing that transforms. So we pray that the the anointing, your anointing, the anointing of God, would, through the Holy Spirit, would just come through the airwaves. And we want we want to speak to anybody, especially in a seasonal time right now. This seasonal time that maybe listen locally. This dark as it gets dark and winter comes on to to loneliness to any uh, to any inclination toward depression and loneliness. We just we want to speak to you and tell you that you are loved, that you have a destiny, and we just we just ask that as we speak, we don't know how you'll do it, Father, but you will. That as we speak, people will start seeing their destiny come forth. I am to do this. I am to do that. They're going to start seeing it right now. So I'm not going to prophesy words of knowledge over the air, but I'm am going to say that as I speak and pray right now, Father, that people are, you are showing them what they're called to do. You are showing them what you would have them do, where their caring is, where your caring is, is where your calling is. What is it you care about? Where your caring is, God is going to show you where he's called you to. So Father, we ask that you would release that. Thank you for David. Thank you for life around the fire and for what uh, we're trying to achieve here. In in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen, amen. Folks, we love you. 
And if you have any thoughts, questions, concerns, please feel free to drop us a line at liferonthefire at gmail.com or you can look us up on the web, just type in Life Around the Fire. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, God bless you. Adios, amigos.